When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. The Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Oh, yes, it's a special episode. It is a very, very special episode of the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles because we're talking free agency. We are on the precipice of this happening on Monday with the legal tampering period. But first, I want to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Sign up now at FanDuel.com slash Boston and claim your $200 bonus Myself and Greg, we are very excited and happy to be part of the FanDuel family, and that's why we bring this special podcast to you today on this Friday for your football weekend so you can listen and get ready for a very, very big couple of days in the NFL and hopefully a big couple of days for the New England Patriots. Greg, let's start with the quick hitters around the league. Uh, We found out earlier today that uh, the Eagles are going to allow Darius Slay to seek a trade. Yeah, I think... um... Look, if you're one of those people who thinks that the Patriots need a number one dominating veteran cornerback to really take this defense to the next level, this this is good news and it adds somebody to the mix. You know, along with you know Jalen Ramsey, I think Darius Slay is the other big name. They're both they're both really good. It gives you choices. Um, you know, maybe it helps the market a little bit on either one of them. But, and, you know, look, Matt Patricia had his issues with Darius Slay in Detroit. A lot of issues. Um, <laughs> it's funny how all these former Patriots assistants have these uh, the, these relationships with these players uh, who end up being um, pretty good players. But, uh, you know, I don't know how much Matt Patricia is in the mix here. Um, who knows? Matt Patricia could be on the Eagles staff. Darius Slay could be out of the Eagles. But, look... I, I, Darius Slay was on my list a couple of years ago for the Patriots. I think he's a good man corner. I think he would be an upgrade. He's he's got that dog in him that you love at a number one cornerback. So uh, another option, I'm all for it because I think they need to get a number one dominating cornerback. Another name on the market for a position that both you and I think the Patriots need to fill at wide receiver. The Minnesota Vikings have waved goodbye to Adam Thielen. We felt like this was a possibility. And now it is a reality. Any interest in Thielen, Greg? Not really. I mean, you look, he's a catch machine, um, you know, highly productive. But and he might be, you know, he's sort of like Jacoby Myers in that regard. You know, which one's more expensive this time around? Thielen gets hurt a lot. You know, Jacoby Myers is almost always out there. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I want I want better at the receiver positions overall. I mean, a a veteran stopgap is fine, especially at certain receiver positions in this offense, but I'm not looking for some expensive veteran retread at a possession receiver. It just, I don't see how that benefits the Patriots. I agree with you 100%. Another wide receiver that teams are going to be looking at, and they're going to be looking at him today. I think it's in Arizona, this workout, but OBJ, oh my goodness, there has been, 
so many links between the Patriots and OBJ. It's it feels like it's been like five, six years that people thought the Patriots might be involved in this. The Patriots will be at the workout for OBJ. Uh, Greg, do you think this is a possible marriage between the receiver and uh, the Pats? I think the Patriots are doing their due diligence um, like they should. It'll be interesting if we find out like who they sent to the workout. Is it just some college area scout type of thing, which is what I would do. Um, and I'm sure it'll be on film. I'm sure they'll send it out to teams because they want to generate as much interest as possible. You know, look, it all depends on the workout. I mean, this is a guy who um, is has had ACL surgeries on both knees over the past, like, three years. Um, what's he looking to make? What kind of situation is he looking for? I think it's a long shot. I think that Beckham, he, he wants to get paid and he wants to win. And so could I – I think – you know, someplace that's more stable that you can see, okay, this could work like Kansas City, Buffalo, that sort of thing. I think those are the more likely destinations for an OB. Uh, Dallas, have been, they've been flirting with them for a while. You know, th- those are more likely to me. All right, here's somebody that I think is likely for the Patriots to at least get a phone call from Billy B., and that is Braxton Berrios, former Patriot. He ends up getting released by the Jets this week. We've been talking about getting one of those shifty kind of receivers, right? He can also play special teams. Braxton Berrios, how much sense does this make, Greg? I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it makes a ton of sense, especially if they if they lose Jacoby Myers. And the Patriots, you have to understand, when, at this time of year, what they start with is the valuation of the player. Like, you know, if – all right, so we're in, we're in negotiations with Jacoby Myers right now, and he wants twelve million dollars a year. And you know we love Jacoby, but okay, let's say we play Braxton Berrios four and a half million dollars a year, five million dollars a year. Like, what's the production look like? How much of a drop off is there really? What can we do with that extra money that we're not giving to Myers? And so, um. If, if they're not in with Myers, if they don't think that's going to happen at a number that they like, then I think Braxton Berrios makes perfect sense to come in. He can also share punt return duties with, you know, Marcus Jones, kick return duties. I think he's good. You know, I heard from some people on my site, they're like, oh, he sucked last year. I, I, I remember him being hurt last year. I remember the year before he was really good. I think the Jets tendered him at a certain level or gave him, took him off the market pretty quickly because – I think he's a he's developed into a good player. He's basically like, you know, Wes Welker, Julian Edelman, Light, and I think the Patriots need one of those guys. And if he's if he's cheaper than Myers, then why not? I'm with you on that. And if he can take some, uh, you know, duties from Marcus Jones, you could slide Marcus Jones into the offensive side of things, maybe a little bit more. If you want Jones to be your full time slot cornerback and you don't want him taking unnecessary hits in the punt return game all the time. Look, you want to keep Jones because he's so good at returning, but you could rest him every once in a while and take the load off, which would absolutely help. All right, let's look at the Patriots. Badar, let's go through your uh, dream free agency for the uh, Patriots this this period of of the next few weeks before we start talking heavy draft. Um, Let's start with your number one dream. At the top of the list, trade future conditional first and second round picks to the Rams for cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, now, you know, look, the, the the big thing to keep in mind is I want a number one cornerback. You know, how that happens, you know, it, 
you know, it's all in the evaluation, cost, contract, all that stuff. So I'm talking like the first guy I go to is Jalen Ramsey. Second is Darius Slay. Then if those guys can't come through, then I'm looking at a Marcus Peters and Byron Murphy from uh, Arizona, a guy who's sort of under the radar who dealt with injuries last year, but was sort of on the come. He's like a 25-year-old guy, sort of. He reminds me a little bit of Stefan Gilmore when the Patriots signed him. I think he has a lot of upside. So, you know, however it happens, uh, you know, I want a number one cornerback. And I think that makes this team a lot better. We've talked about it before. I'm stopping. I'm starting with Jalen Ramsey. Okay. Um, yeah, he wasn't as great last year. The Rams stunk. He's one of these guys who um, is more of a gamer, lights on type of thing. Was he perfect? No. But I still think he has a lot of good football in front of him. And the contract isn't that big of a deal. And everybody, you know, I've even heard it about who we're going to talk about next, DeAndre Hopkins. People are going to like, oh, he's supposed to get paid $19 million next year in base salary. That doesn't matter. Like once you acquire him, then all you have to do is say, we're restructuring it. We're giving you that money and money from year two in a bonus right now. And then we're prorating it over five years. The last three years are like void years or last two years are void years, but you're spreading out the cap hit. So it's actually, you could get like Jalen Ramsey and DeAndre Hopkins, pay them like five or six million on the cap for the first two years, which is probably all you're going to get out of these guys. But I am the big thing. Um, you know, Nick, I am maximizing these next two years. As far as you have Mac Jones on a rookie deal, you let them play out everything. Yep. I am maximizing that out. So I am focused on the next two years. I'm selling a little bit on the future because we need to win. We need to win now. We need to make Mac Jones look as good as possible. And so that's where I start with Jalen Ramsey. I understand the hesitancy with Ramsey, but, you know, PFF did rank him as the third best cornerback in the NFL last year. Of course, PFF has their own system. We've talked about that in the past. But look at Belichick's track record with with older, you know, cornerbacks, guys that he can work with, lockdown cornerbacks. I think bringing Ramsey in, Belichick would get the absolute most out of him. He's not 30 years old yet. I still think he has something to prove, and I think he would be motivated to get that next contract. Um, so, yeah, I would absolutely entertain bringing in Jalen Ramsey. No doubt about it. It always depends on price, but I would be willing to take a swing at Ramsey. You just mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. That's your number two. Trade second round pick and a 2024 conditional pick to the Cardinals for not just all, you know, not just Hopkins, but also linebacker Isaiah Simmons and Greg would include Jalen Mills. So the full deal would be a, a second round pick this year, 2024 conditional pick. Jalen Mills to the Cardinals for Hopkins and Simmons. Yeah, I don't know exactly how all that math works out. And I sort of threw Simmons in at the last second instead of making a separate deal. But, you know, look, I think the Cardinals are rebuilding somewhat. Isaiah, let's deal with Hopkins first. Um, is he is he a perfect candidate? No. You know, he's a little bit older. He's a little bit loose with the ball. But I think he's one of these guys that we've seen over the years that Belichick has enormous amount of respect for. If he's focused and on his game, he's all he's all business, and he's going to be productive. And he gives Mac Jones sort of that catch radius guy when when in doubt, I'm throwing it up to D Hop, and I think he would be very productive here. He'd be a better Devonte Parker. And again, I'm not afraid of the contract. He has two years left. It's an easy restructure to make it cap compliant for the next two years, and that's what I'm focused on. Um, I would try to get Isaiah Simmons. 
He was a um, a high first round pick a few years ago as a people weren't really sure where to put him. Safety, linebacker, rusher. He can cover the slot. He's an unbelievable athlete out of Clemson. Yeah. The problem is the the Cardinals haven't figured out a way to use him, and he has been a huge disappointment there. But if you're talking about a guy who can be put in a million different places, who better to utilize that guy than Bill Belichick? You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have my criticisms of Bill, but as far as figuring out how to use people, he would get the best out of Simmons. He would bring that athletic athletic dynamic sort of guy on the second level of this defense you can match him up depending on the opponent like I'm trying and Monty Austin Fort former Patriots personnel exec is now the the Cardinals GM he probably wants to start fresh in a lot of ways go get both of those guys you know Mills I'm banking on getting a number one cornerback so I don't really need him he's in a contract year that saves you cap money like whatever combination it is and people can get it lost in the minutia about like what round and I'm not doing whatever. I don't really care. Just freaking <laughs> get the deal done. Bring me a number one receiver and bring me a dynamic playmaker on defense to go along with the number one cornerback uh, that I that I just got. Now we're cooking with gas. Yeah, I'd be in on D Hop, no doubt about that. Um, we should also remind people D Hop was on the Pat McAfee show uh, yesterday, I think it was. And he said, look, I'm, I'm willing to rework my contract. He, he came out blatantly and said, if that's an obstacle for a deal to happen, I am more than willing to work with the new team on that. So I don't think the contract is even that big of a hindrance anymore, Greg. No, Nick, one thing on that, because uh, we got played all over the place on Boston Radio and NBC Sports Boston with our video, mind you. I forgot to tell you that. Uh but our discussion about this was on um, television. I just want to clarify, okay? So what we talked about, the compensation that's reported is a second-round pick plus some sort of other pick. Um, when it's reported as that, it's probably actually going to be less. But what we said at the time, and I, I back it up and what you just talked about uh, enhances it, is that the Patriots doing a pick and a conditional pick, that's the deal that they always make. Okay, so that sounds like the Patriots music to me. And then D Hop saying, like, I'm not even worried about the contract, like the money's not important. Um, again, that's the Patriots music because what they're they're not gonna acquire him and all of a sudden he's gonna get top of the market. So to me, it sounds like there's been a little bit of chatter behind the scenes on what certain teams would do, and I would put the Patriots near the top of the list for Hopkins. And there is the video that surfaced when they played the Cardinals this year, and some made a big deal of it on Twitter, of Belichick telling Hopkins like how much he loves him. So we know he loves the player. Um, I, I also want to say this to go back to cornerback because one of my ideal moves, a guy I would look at, I'm fine with Ramsey and some of the other names you brought up, Cameron Sutton is somebody I'd look at. Uh, he can play zone. He can play man. Um, he, he was really good this year, 63 or 65.3 passer rating against him. He was sixth in the NFL and passes defensed. So he's somebody who who is very versatile and can play that outside role and do a number of things for you. So that's a name I would look at. Um, third on your list, Greg, sign either David Long or uh, Okorike at linebacker. Yeah. So, you know, this is getting a little bit greedy with linebacker. I mean, they're only <laughs> going to make one move at linebacker, but I sort of just threw Simmons in just because he's an athlete and maybe Belichick will look at him a little bit differently as, you know, sort of a do – like a – new version of Jamie Collins, maybe. Um, 
But you know, I just I just just at BSJ, I just did the the linebacker need and like there's a lot of good players that are available at linebacker that would instantly upgrade the Patriots. They're only you got to remember Juwan Juwan Bentley is only signed through this upcoming season. Um you know, maybe you could flip him to the Raiders. He, he you know, he he would help the Raiders um in their rebuild. Um Tavai is signed as sort of a backup. He's like the Connor McDermott of defense, so they're not wedded to him. But like I love David Long with the Titans. He's probably going to get overpaid somewhere. But again, this is a wish list, a dream scenario. David Long's a great athletic linebacker, undersized guy, 5'11, but man, I love that guy. And he and he, he was a star for Vrabel. He can do it in this scheme. Maybe that shows Belichick what that type of player is capable of in in a similar scheme. And Bobby Okariki from the Colts, um, he would be my second pick if they can't get him. Maybe a little bit more cost effective. Where I think he's he's a damn good player. He had a great game against the Patriots two years ago. Had a leaping interception of Mac Jones. Really good in coverage. He would be you know a, a no doubt starter next to Juwan Bentley at the very least, and then could take over at Mike, which he did when Shaq Leonard was hurt this past year. We talked about Braxton Barrios as a cheaper alternative to Myers, so let's jump to the final spot here. Uh, draft a tackle and draft a young offensive playmaker. Yeah, I, I just threw that in because I know a lot of people are going to be like, what about tackle? What about that? So um, I'm, still, I'm going via the draft and tackle. I'm not spending on Mike McGlinchey. I'm not spending on... Whoever the hell, it's offensive tackle. You have one good one in Trent Brown, whether he's on the right side or the left side. If you're, you know, weaker in one spot, you can figure it the hell out. But and you have Connor McDermott as, you know, if if say you draft somebody and he doesn't quickly develop, then I'm then I can plug McDermott in until that kid's ready. And but I'm so I'm going via the draft and I'm getting some sort of playmaker. I would love to get Jackson Smith Enigma. Or Zay Flowers out of BC. I think those guys would be the next level slots here, and dynamic playmakers. That the jitterbug thing that we're looking for. Um, but uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah. So for me, look, I'm fine with Jalen Ramsey. I would go after Cameron Sutton if you can't land him or one of the other guys that we've talked about. I am fine with Braxton Barrios 100%. I don't think it's a bad idea for him to come slide in, uh, especially if you get D-Hop. If you don't get D-Hop, I'd like to see Jacoby Myers back. Yeah. You can't find that you know, true number one wide receiver. Also, a couple of names I look at. Jimmy Ward, 49ers. He played slot corner this year, but he's a safety. He's a pretty damn good one. Uh, he had some injuries this year, so I think his his price would be a little bit lower than anticipated if he played this season all the way through and played really well. Uh, he could be somebody who could take – uh, Devin McCourty's spot if McCourty retires. I'd also look at Dalvin Tomlinson, defensive tackle, who's really good pass rusher in the middle of the defensive line. I think if you could bring him in and pair him with Christian Barmore, um, you could have a really, really good middle-of-the-line pass rush. And for the draft, I agree with you on the offensive tackle. I'm drafting a tackle. I'm drafting a young inside linebacker who's actually an athlete sideline to sideline. And I'd look for a young playmaker, somebody who could, you know, a, a running back slash wide receiver type that could really help you out. So, that would be my ideal Patriots um, offseason and, and free agency season. So be it. Uh, so before we get to what we think the Patriots will actually do, because what we just said was what we hope they do, our wish list, before we get to the Patriots and what they'll actually do. All right. What will the uh, what will the Patriots actually do in free agency? Greg, you believe and you kind of tied this together a little bit 
a few minutes ago, you believe that the Patriots will indeed trade for one DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to tell people that uh, I have this from eight different sources. I I don't. It's just it's just a gut feeling I have from, you know, talking to people around the team. And also we talked about, you know, the deal that the Cardinals are looking for and that Hopkins isn't looking for a new contract, even though we'll, you know, we'll see how that is because apparently I think he's he, he has signed – uh, with a new agent. I haven't looked that up, but if it's Drew Rosen house, you can put it to the bank that he's going to the Patriots because Drew loves to play with Bill Belichick. Um, but so number one, I'm trading for DeAndre Hopkins. Or, or no, number one is I think they trade for DeAndre Hopkins. I think that's their veteran move to sort of help Mac Jones. Number two, I think they re-sign Jacoby Myers. I think he goes out there. I don't think he gets blown away. I think people, I think the market will dictate that like, look, Jacoby, you're a nice player, but you're not dynamic, and we're not paying for dynamic. So I think, I think both sides find a way way to make it work that he comes back and he's max security blanket, which I'm not I'm not uh, sad about. You know, I want more, but you know, it, it, he's a good player, and I like I, I love the guy himself. Number three, they're not going to do anything at linebacker. They love Juwan Bentley. They love Jelani Tavai. Bill Belichick still thinks it's 1994, and they're continuing to be old and slow, and then they're going to put um, safeties on the field, which they, they don't really make any plays around the line of scrimmage. I think they will they will sign a number one cornerback, but I think it's going to be a cheaper option like Cardinals cornerback Byron Murphy. Like I talked about before, he's a guy who um, – uh, was really ascending, had back injuries last year that really limited him. But I think, you know, it's a chance to buy a distressed asset right before he pops. Again, I said he was sort of like Stefan Gilmore, um, not as accomplished, so the Patriots won't p- have to pay him as much. But I think he he's an upgrade on Jalen Mills. I think he he has a chance to be your number one if all things go well. And uh, number five on my list, of course, we have to get this in, Sign some special teamer no one cares about other than Bill Belichick. And, you know, and some of the Patriots fans are like, ooh, look what this guy could do. I don't care. I don't care. Bill's going to do it. Bill's going to do his thing. Um, the Hopkins thing. Here, here's the scenario to me. Uh, you know, if, if it's a third-round pick, Bill will do it. Certainly, like, immediately they have, what is it, three fourth-round picks. You can mess around and move up in the third if you want. If it's a second round pick, I don't think it's crazy to believe that Belichick will move back in this draft, uh, given the, yep. the circumstances and the depth of this draft. So if you could move back a few slots and pick up a second, you trade the second for Hopkins, you trade a conditional pick based off of, you know, catches, whatever the hell it is, games played. And then you you trade down in the first round and pick up that second round pick. So you didn't really lose anything while picking up Hopkins. I, I think that's a scenario that could easily play out and is plausible uh, I, I think what they'll do is they'll sign a vet cornerback. I'm with you. Somebody on like a one-year deal, maybe even like a Patrick Peterson or something. Um, yeah, or Marcus, like Marcus Peters, somebody like that. Yeah, yeah I could see like that. that. I, I, think they'll, I think they'll add at linebacker, but they will add a veteran who's not a super athlete, and we'll say, here we go again, same kind of guy. <laughs> Bill just stockpiling his, his big linebackers and guys that aren't necessarily speedsters. Um, I do think they'll resign Jacoby Myers as well on a lower than expected deal. I, I think I think he'll make less than some people think, and and the Patriots will get a pretty decent deal out of that. And finally, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they do look at the tackle market and uh, and bring somebody in. But 
it, it won't be a McGlinchey. It won't be, you know, who is it, uh, Taylor or whatever. It, it won't mm-hmm. be one of those guys. I, I think you're looking at, again, vet guys that can bring some versatility to this team. All right, so that's our uh, Patriots free agency uh, preview to get you ready. But we've got more here because, of course, we have the BSJ member question of the day, Greg Bedar. Yeah, so Mary Mac Greg uh, says, perhaps a topic for a next Q&A, which I have this afternoon with my members. If you're a member of our BSJ, every Friday I take questions. I answer all of them, whatever you want to talk about. And I'll, and Mary Mac Greg says, I'll readily admit that GB knows more, a lot more studies, film, et cetera, but I'm mystified at the continuing Miles Bryant coverage. It's big news. Miles Bryant coverage at BSJ is big news. A mixed bag. <laughs> What does our man here at BSJ see in him? Uh, see him that I think safe to assume not many of the rest of us see. Um, well, so there's a couple things. I'm not. I don't think I've ever been over the moon about Miles Bryant. First of all, Miles Bryant is smart as hell. This is a guy who is an undrafted free agent as a rookie. Played a lot at multiple spots in the secondary cornerback, safety, like all that stuff. That's unheard of for the Patriots. Like, forget, like, you know, remember some of their draft picks at cornerback, like Brassai Dowling or Jawan Williams. Like, those guys couldn't even get on the field at one position. Miles Bryant was on the field at multiple positions um, on a pretty competitive team, and and I was I was very impressed with that. That should tell you a lot about Miles Bryant. Um, he's durable. He's tough as hell. Um, but the big thing is what people have to understand is that, and we've talked about it, Nick, I'm sure you've probably heard this multiple times that I've said this, but people have to understand slot cornerback in the National Football League is probably the hardest position to play next to quarterback because, and here's the reason, is because you don't have the sideline helping you. Like anybody can be a boundary corner, not anybody, but you know, it's a lot easier to play boundary cornerback in the NFL because that helps you, you know, it's almost like having another defender, like bracketing the guy. So, you know, you can just play the sideline and play to your leverage there at slot receiver. First of all, you're going up against dynamic athletes. Second of all, there's no help. There's no help anywhere. It's a two way go. That guy could go outside. He could go inside. And if you're not perfect and if you're not great, you're going to get toasted and you're going to look bad. And does Miles Bryant look bad sometimes? Yeah. Do I think he's a starting slot cornerback? No. And I, I don't have him. I mean, I have him on the team, but I don't have him as a starter. He's a good backup type guy. He's the type of guy I would love to have as, as a six defensive back that matchups or whatever and can play multiple spots. But I'm not telling you, I think Miles Bryant is a good football player. I'm not telling you he's a good slot cornerback. I want Marcus Jones there. He gets the first shot. Uh, but Miles Bryant can also play free safety if Devin McCourty's not there, if Jalen Mills isn't there. Like, he can do a lot of things, and people really underestimate how hard it is to play slot cornerback. And everybody just thinks everybody, you know, there were times when Jonathan Jones had bad games as slot cornerback, and people said, you know, he sucks and this and that. It's hard. People need to realize that and cut the guys a break and just look for good consistent play and I think I think Miles Bryant gives you that all right we'll see if it's a uh if it's a big early week for the Patriots coming up in a few days legal tampering on Monday 
We gave you our wish list. We gave you what we think they'll actually do on this episode of the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast with Nick Cattles, which was brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. We are extremely excited to have this relationship with FanDuel, uh, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Sign up now at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Claim your $200 bonus. And as I said, I have vast experience on FanDuel. Used it a ton in Virginia. It is easy. It is, you know, just right at the fingertips. If you're watching a game, you want to put something on it, it's right there for you. It's fantastic. Enjoy FanDuel. We'll be back next week to talk about all the moves. I might be in Vegas when we do this next week. I don't know. It depends on when we do it. But, hey, we're going to do something next week, and hopefully the Patriots give us a lot to talk about. Till then, have a great weekend. Be safe. Be good. Be healthy. Greg Bedard, Patriots Podcast with Nick Cattle. See you. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed.